we're back. New episode, second string podcast, November 17th, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Hope everybody's off to a great start to the week. Hump day. We're there. One of the better days of the week, if you ask me. Once you kind of clear Tuesday, you get home from Tuesday, you're like, all right, hump day, easy. Thursday's pretty much Friday, and then Friday's Friday. So you made it. You're there. Hope things are going well. Hope you got some fun things planned for the rest of the week this weekend. Hope you're just feeling good. It's starting to get dark early, like 5 o'clock, 5.30, dark. Ugh, by far the worst part of winter. Like the cold blows, the snow blows, that darkness, mm, it's a bitch. But keep powering through. We're almost there. Get those leaves raked up. You know what I'm saying? May I recommend to you, if you're still doing leaves in the most, most Neanderthalic f- possible way, <laughs> if you're still handing them, grabbing them with your hands, and putting it, putting them in yard bags and pushing those yard bags down. May I recommend you get an attachment for your leaf blower that rather than blowing the leaves, right? Follow me here. Rather than blow, I know it's the leaf blower. Rather than blowing those leaves, it actually sucks the leaves up, puts them in a bag that is attached to said leaf blower, right? Okay, so we've sucked up the leaves. They've entered this bag that we have attached. It's almost like a burlap sack made for bagging leaves. Okay, you're done. The sack is full. Let's power down that blower. You're going to go ahead and you're going to want to go ahead and turn off the blower at this point. And then there's a little clip. There's a button you hit. The burlap sack filled with all these old garbage leaves, it detaches now. Are you with me? You hit this button and it detaches from the rest of the leaf blowing device. So now you've got two objects. You got the leaf blower and nothing. If you turn that puppy on and start sucking up leaves, they're just gonna come right out the other end. Cause remember now we detached the burlap sack full of garbage leaves. So you have the leaf blower and then you have the burlap sack separately. Now here's the magic of that burlap sack. Where it's attached or where it becomes attached to the leaf blower, Now that closes off. So this thing, we got a sack of leaves here. We got a sack of leaves and there is no way out hell in a cell for these garbage leaves. Now here's where it gets funny. Here's where you get smart with it. The guys that invented this or girls, whoever, probably some sort of tradesperson um, that I would imagine bags leaves for a living because at what point who is driven to this level of ingenuity just solely for bagging leaves? That same burlap sack, we got the part where it attaches. Now you're going to flip it upside down, okay? You're going to flip that burlap sack upside down. And once you do, you feel around, you take a peek, you're going to notice there is a zipper that spans the entire bottom of that burlap sack. Now, don't open it. Be careful now. If we're outside in the yard, if you're bagging leaves as you're listening, do not open that thing quite yet. Do not touch that zipper. You're going to want to prepare your yard bag at this point. Okay. You're going to want to bring that burlap sack, that opening where that zipper is located. You're going to want to make sure that is firmly secured, firmly secure. Pretend you're on an airplane and it's time to stow away the tray. You're going to want to make sure it is firmly secured. That zipper at the bottom of the bag inside the yard bag. So guess what? Guess what we're planning for here? When you open, when you open that zipper, when you let those garbage leaves fly out of that burlap sack, 
the object of the game, we're going to want to make sure 100% or as close to 100% of those garbage leaves, decaying, rotten, disgusting leaves, we're going to want to make sure as near as 100% of them actually make it inside of that yard bag. All right. Usually from my experience, the average yard bag, maybe you're a Costco person, maybe you got yours at Home Depot. The average yard bag, you'll be able to fit about two, two and a half, maybe three if you're really pushing it, burlap sacks worth of leaves in there. So let's follow these steps again. You get the attachment. You have a leaf blower, you get the attachment that actually turns that leaf blower into a leaf sucky sucky, okay? You turn it on. You suck up the leaves. You feel the bags uh, full. And at this point, you'll notice too, you're going to go to suck up more leaves and it just won't let you. That's how you know that the bag is full, okay? Then at this point, you're going to want to power down the leaf blower. You're going to want to hit the button, detach the back. You're going to want to lodge and secure firmly the burlap sack zipper side, okay? You're going to want to lodge that securely inside the yard bag. You're going to want to go ahead and open the zipper on that burlap sack, and you're going to want to maybe give it a shake. Give it a couple, just loosen it up a little bit, make sure those leaves fly out of there and into the yard bag, and you're good to go. You're going to, sh- you're going to save about 80% time bagging leaves these days. I'll tell you that much right now. I can promise you that this is going to save you 80% of your time bagging leaves. No free ads. I'll tell you, I don't know the brand of leaf blower my dad has, but that would have been one hell of an ad for this leaf blower and this attachment. I had to do leaves the other day, lifesaver and get, get this part. My dad asked me, he's like, Hey, you want to, you want this leaf machine? You want this, the leaf sucker? I was like, no, it's, I saw him using it and I was like, ah, that kind of, kind of inhales the leaves a little slower than I would expect. Like we're talking industrial leaf blower here. I mean, if we're going to put that thing in reverse, if we're going to turn that leaf blower into a leaf inhaler, I'm sitting there without seeing it in action. I'm like, this thing is going to mop up leaves. Like there's nothing that it's like a black hole is the, the level and the ferociousness and the velocity that these leaves are going to be drawn into the vacuum. Right. Thought it was a little slow. Saw my dad doing it. I was like, nah, I'll do it the old-fashioned way. I went, throw on some yard gloves. Let's get the uh, rakes out. We rake up a few piles. I go to bag these things. Raking leaves, no big deal. Raking leaves, fine, right? Raking leaves is whatever. It doesn't take a ton of time. It's not that painstaking. You're not leaning over, bending down, standing back up. It's not too bad. It's not super messy. Like You just kind of hang out, rake the leaves. doesn't take too long, right? I raked the leaves. I had a good time. It was fine no complaints. And then came the time to bag the leaves. And if you haven't done leaves in a while, this is what gets you. That's what's going to get you is bagging them. You think, oh, what's so hard? I'll just, I'm going to grab an armful. I'm going to put it in the bag. And soon, soon enough, this, this pile is going to be nothing. It's first off, you can't, however many leaves you think you can pick up in an armful, Like if you're thinking you're picking up a quarter of the pile every time you bend over, my friend, you are mistaken. You pick up such an insignificant number of leaves with each armful. It's embarrassing. And whatever leaves you do pick up, whatever the quantity, whatever the size of that heap you've recovered, you're losing at least 20% of those leaves off the top. They're flying out. The wind gusts a little bit. They're just shooting up. You're not in a secure burlap sack. Your arms are nowhere near as secure as a burlap sack, right? Your arms are as loose as it gets. You have little to no protection over those leaves. The wind blows. Maybe you lose your arm. You trip over a stick. Those leaves are going haywire, and you're back to square one. Last but not least, putting those leaves into the bag. 
more difficult than you remember. If you're thinking about it, you probably took a heap of leaves with both of your arms, right? If you think about yard bags, typically those things are sold folded in so many different ways. Keeping them open is more difficult than actually raking up the leaves. Those things are, they refuse. They refuse to stay open. They refuse to make it easy to insert anything into them, really. They're the nuns of bags. They make it almost impossible to put anything in there. You get over to the bag. You're like, wow, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Oh my God. I didn't realize I could pick up this many leaves at one time. This is kind of mind boggling. Like I have half the pile in my arms. Let's say you could do that, right? Let's say there is no wind. Let's say you've got a fucking vice grip on these leaves. You're not losing any off the top. None are blowing out of your hands, right? You're not dropping any. They're not scattering outside of the piles radius. You're about to bag half a pile of leaves from your arms into the bag in one swoop and one bagging. You're feeling good. You get up to the yard bag. Guess what? That thing's folded into a million fucking pieces. Now, if you're smart, you already unfolded it. You stretched it out. You did that thing where you put the whole bag over you like night crawlers and always sunny or like a worm hot. You put the whole bag over you to expand it. Okay. So let's say that, let's say you were smart. You expanded the bag. You unfolded the bag. You set the bag up before. Guess what? I don't care. Unless you got someone else holding it for you, this is the hack. If you have someone else holding it for you, then you're probably good. If you don't have anyone else holding it for you, I promise you, you are going to have the biggest pain in your ass trying to insert those leaves into that bag. I know it's not folded up. I know you, you brought it, you stood it up, it's empty. There is no base to it. There is nothing holding that opening open. There is no base coat that is giving the bag its shape. That bag so desperately, more than anything on earth, that bag wants to return to its initial folding. That bag does not want anything coming near it. It doesn't. And guess what? You're feeling all high and mighty. You just picked up half the pile of leaves with your two arms. You're going to bag those leaves. Guess what? No, you won't. Because both of your arms are holding leaves and you need at least one of them to prop that bag open so you can fucking shove those leaves in the opening. You use one of your arms and you're losing half of that heap, if not more, that you got in your arms. All of a sudden, all that other work you did, all that time you spent gathering as many leaves into one handful as you physically could, all of that time and effort and energy, you have went through the highest of highs, right? You completed that. You held that heap. You looked at yourself in the mirror and you said, man, I really fucking did that. I really just grabbed the most number of leaves I ever have at one time and I'm ready to bag it. You live through that, right? That is your platinum single. That is winning your Oscar. And right when you get to the finish line, you go to bag. Turns out you need one of those arms. You're not going to be able to deliver the package. You're going to have to sacrifice minimum 50% of those leaves in your arms. The one thing that made you so happy, now you are going to have to look at it and put it to rest. It's like an old dog. They get sick. You got to be the one that fucking pulls the plug on it. That's on your conscience. You're going to be the one that lets half those leaves go just to hopefully insert the rest of them into the bag. I'm telling you what, folks. I'm telling you what. These leaf blower attachments that turn them into leaf suckers, they are life-changing. 
And if you're one of those people, maybe you grew up in the school of thought like my dad, where you seem to be addicted to doing yard work, you seem to spend every waking moment where rain isn't happening outside doing some form of yard work, even though all of the plants are out of bloom. I mean, it's fucking cold. They're all dead. Even though the grass, I swear, stopped growing like a month ago, even though you've raked the leaves seven times already. And there's like four that I can see out my window on the ground. Now, if you're one of those people, you're going to find more leaves to rake, right? You're going to find more edges to trim. You're going to find more things to do in this yard than you ever have before, even though you couldn't be more out of season. If that's you, it's time for you to take a look into the leaf sucker rather than the leaf blower. I mean, it's going to save you years off your life. I'm telling you it will. Not only that, it's going to save you peace of mind. You're not going to want to strangle yourself with that extension cord that the leaf blower is hooked up to, right? Those thoughts, those thoughts you used to have where you're looking at the rake like, if I shove that the wide end in my mouth, you think I would die? Those thoughts you had, or if I jumped inside this yard bag and just fucking closed it and didn't open it, would I suffocate? Those same thoughts you used to be plagued with when doing yard work, when doing the leaves, they will be no more. You will be like a kid in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It'll be the chocolate river. You'll be eating the fucking Skittles that make you go into the TV. You will be in a mental state of mind, the likes of which you have never experienced and you most certainly never thought were capable of during yard work, during bagging leaves. You, you get the leaf blower, you buy the attachment, the leaf sucker, the burlap sack, you're going to want to suck them in until it's full, okay? You're going to want to detach the burlap sack from the leaf blower. You're going to want to go ahead and locate the zipper that runs along the entire bottom of that burlap sack. You're going to want to securely place the bottom of that burlap sack inside your yard bag. Now that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. You got two arms free and those leaves are, are stuck inside that burlap sack until you God of the leaves decides it's time to open that zipper and let them run wild. You can get that thing nice and lodged inside your yard bag. Go ahead and open that zipper, turn that thing upside down, give it a couple shakes. You just bagged half a pile of leaves and you didn't even break a sweat folks. I'm telling you that that's the Nick Bradley Wednesday improvement life advice of the day. We're going to take a quick break. We we got trouble in paradise. We have a conspiracy. We have a scandal that is running rampant in the food and beverage industry, specifically the candy industry. One of your favorite brands, a brand you grew up on, a brand you still eat today and support today a brand that you thought would never betray you, would never stab you in the back. They're pulling a fast one. They're looking at all their supporters. They're trying to pretend like they're doing them a favor for the holiday season, and they are railroading them up the rear hole because Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Hershey, they're pulling a fast one. They they came out this week. They were making a pie. They're making a nine-inch 3.4 pound pie for the Thanksgiving holidays. You're going to cut that thing up at the Thanksgiving table. Everybody gets a slice. You're the party man. You're the popular guy at Thanksgiving. Nobody else. They had a Reese's pie, but you did. You think it's great. You think you're worth it. You think it's incredible. Guess what? You just got boned by Reese's and Hershey. You just got made a sucker. I'm going to tell you why after the break. <laughs> Isn't it curious that Reese's would do anything to mess with the Reese's peanut butter cup? Isn't that interesting? 
Why would Reese's do us, us measly peasants, the favor of creating a pie just for Thanksgiving? Going out of their way. You know, wherever they mass produce those Reese's peanut butter cups, those factories, those assembly lines, you know those things aren't equipped to build 9-inch, 3.4-pound pies. They're built to create those little, the, the, the normal ones, the fucking Reese's cups, the ones we all know and love. Why would Reese's do us the service of mass producing 3,000 pies? How sweet of them. How nice of them. Why would they mess with a product that is essentially perfect? I mean, I guess unless you, maybe you don't like peanut butter, maybe you don't like chocolate. If you like peanut butter and if you like chocolate, I think probably the best chocolate candy in the game. I don't even know what anyone else would argue Twix potentially. And then it's still Reese's by a fucking mile. Like I, I legitimately, if you both like both peanut butter and chocolate, it's by far the best candy in the game. Why would they take something so perfect and re-engineer it? Why would they take something so perfect and simply make it bigger when it's worked to a T for them as it is? Why, if it's not broken, are they trying to fix something? Why is that? Well, did a little research. I wondered that same thing. That is strange. Why are they making a pie? It can't be easy for them to manufacture those pies, right? Those assembly lines aren't built for pies. They're built for cups. You could just sell more cups. You could sell, they do the bunny-shaped Reese's for uh, Easter. They do the pumpkin-shaped Reese's for Halloween. They could do a turkey-shaped Reese's if they wanted to go that route. Why is it that they're making a full-fledged fucking pie? Dug in, did a little research. $45 those pies are retailing for. $45. They're 3.4 pounds. I've seen some articles call them three and a quarter, but we'll give Reese's the benefit of the doubt. Nine inch, they're 3.4 pounds selling for $45. So each pound is 16 ounces. Okay. 3.4 pounds times 16 ounces, 54.4 ounces, $45 divided by that 54.4. It's about 83 cents, 82, 83 cents an ounce. Is that's, that's what you're paying for. You buy one of those Reese's pies, you're paying $83 or 83 cents per ounce of cup. Okay. Now I said, that's strange. There's gotta be, we know how big corporations work. It's all about the money, baby. Follow the money. One on Amazon. See, see what Reese's peanut butter cups cost there. I could get a 32 pack or 36 pack. Okay. One and a half ounce Reese's cups. So the normal cups, like when you go trick or treating, when you buy one at the CVS, those cups, one and a half ounces each 36 pack of those $22 or like 22 50, something like that. $22 either way, 47 cents an ounce. 47 cents an ounce. When you buy one of those pies, you're paying 83 cents an ounce. You buy the normal Reese's cups, 47 cents an ounce. And that is why the Reese's, oh, it's Thanksgiving. We want to sell pies. We want to be a part of your family's dinner table. We want to sell a pie. No, they fucking don't, dude. They want to turn that chocolate into more green than they've ever seen. 
right? They said, you know what? We got all this extra chocolate and peanut butter paste sitting around the factory. We're not going to hit our numbers by the end of third quarter. <laughs> Let's start fucking making pies. We'll make it seem like some big deal. Like, oh yeah, we're going to be a part of the holidays this year. You know, serve these pies. Fuck no. We're going to upcharge the hell out of these clowns. We're going to rip these clowns off. These peanut butter lovers, these Reese's Cup stands that have been nothing but good to us. The good people of America that have been shoving this sugary garbage down their face since the time they could first remember peanut butter. We're going to rip those people off. The ones that have been behind us, the ones that have empowered us. To create a nine inch 3.4 pound pie, we are going to rip those people off by charging them 0.83 for every fucking ounce of Reese's. When all along, all along, all this time, pie or no pie, they can get our chocolatey goodness for 47 cents an ounce. We're going to trick them. We're going to pull a fast one. We're going to rip those people off. That's what's going on at Reese's HQ. Bum 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 That's what's going on at Reese's HQ. People I didn't want to believe it when I first saw it. I really didn't. I felt like an actor or a character in like a horror detective movie where they discover the ugly truth. You don't want to believe it. It made me sick. Made me sick to my stomach to believe that. A brand that they could never do any wrong. Their whole brand is about bringing a good time. You eat a Reese's cup. You're like, damn, that was good. I fucking, yes. I love eating those. I love putting those in my face. They make you feel good. They make you feel happy. They put you in a good mood. A brand that was built on that. Doing some backdoor shady shit, right? Pulling a fast one. Oh, you thought this was some great deal? Yeah, this is some novelty. We're selling pies. No, we're charging you almost fucking double for every ounce of chocolate you eat off us. Nobody wants to ask the questions. Nobody wants to get to the ugly truth. Nobody wants to find that out. Nobody wants to find the candy they've been eating since two years old is run by a bunch of maniacal, greedy lunatics. Nobody wants to believe that. The big wigs up at Hershey, they got to make their bones. They got to make their bones selling 5,000 fucking party packs for Halloween. Didn't do the trick. They got to come for Thanksgiving too. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling miniature Reese's peanut butter cup fucking Christmas trees in December. Oh yeah. Put this up on your table. It's a Reese's cup Christmas tree, four pounds. It's 12 inches tall, four and a half pounds. Yeah. It's charging $2 per ounce of chocolate. Oh, but it's a Christmas tree. We want to get in the holiday spirit with you this year. Here's a four pound Christmas tree fucking rip off. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a dark day at Hershey Chocolate Company. It is a dark day. I never thought the Reese's would turn on me. Maybe later on in life when I discover I had cancer or something or I have obesity. In one of those situations, sure, I could see the Reese's turning on me. I could see the Reese's being the one holding the knife dripping in blood. I could see that, but to rip me off, to charge me one price for the chocolate all along, and then to suddenly decide, you know what? You've been so good to us. We're going to fucking upcharge you. That's why, that's why the five families would war against each other in New York. 
Does Reese's know that? Shit like that is what creates conflict. John Gotti, he got whacked for doing stuff like that. They've been nothing good to you. They've been kicking up to you. They've been making their payments. All of a sudden, rents 200 more a week. That's how you get fucking whacked, John Gotti. That's why the Corleones and the Barzinis and the Dettaglias, that's why the Godfather movies were made. Someone starts messing with the money. It's been one way for so long. Someone thinks they're bigger than the institution. They're bigger than the ideals of big candy and big chocolate. You come around, you shake things up enough, you lose your core support. You're going to get fucking whacked, Reese's, if you're not careful. Been nothing but good to you. Most people saw that pie and said, no way, this is awesome. How nice of them to come out with a new product, the new Reese's. How nice of them to charge you almost fucking double for that chocolate. How nice of them. I'll be that guy. I'll do it. I'll look into it. I'll I'll uncover the fucking nasty, disgusting truth, puke-inducing truth. I may never eat a Reese's cup again, to be honest with you. Real shame. If I go missing, if this podcast disintegrates and never just one day disappears from the internet, right? If you ever see one of those Instagram things where it's like Nick Bradley, 24 years old, Detroit, Michigan, he goes missing after speaking out against Hershey. You can do the math. You know who did it. Who's the CEO of Hershey Candy? Who's the fucking president of the Reese's division? My money would be it's one of them. My money would be it's one of them. They showed up with one of those 3.4-pound pies, hit me over the head with it, threw me in the back of their ice cream truck, and drove me up to Hershey, PA. I'm buried underneath the Hershey's headquarters. That's what happened. But you know what? I'd do it again because the good people, the Reese's supporters that have built that company, imagine turning your back on the people that made you who you are today. Imagine holding that knife, stabbing you in the back. I expect Reese's to give me health problems and make me feel sick. I expect that. Don't expect them to fucking rip me off for the price of chocolate. That, that's where you cross the line. Kill me, but do not rip me off, Reese's. All right, that's all I got today, folks. Hope you have a nice day. Look out for those Reese's pies. Look out. They're not everything they speak to me. Um <laughs> We'll be on the Detroiter feed. We were there yesterday. We'll be there again tomorrow, Thursday, and then we'll be, we'll be back on this feed Friday. I'm gonna do an, an uh, I think I'm gonna do a deep dive on Francis Bourgeois, the train watching extraordinaire, the train spotting extraordinaire. The guy, I'm obsessed with the guy. So I think we're gonna just I'm gonna do a deep dive on him Friday. Anyways, appreciate the support. I appreciate all the listeners, everyone who shares, everything like that. Um, have a good one. We'll see you Friday, folks. Thank you.